Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and today we have a very special guest it's john is is my co is the other co-host it's the other person who does the podcast is john and beyond yeah john john bishop we're doing we're doing it about light year <laughs> this week Good intro. Good intro. Round of applause for us. Don't actually do that. That'll be bad for Mike's. But yes, yeah, Infinity and Beyond, folks, this week we're doing, instead of cars, we're doing Lightyear. Y'all seen this trailer? I have. That's good. You. It's good that you've seen it. I appreciate that. Sorry. Clearly, I'm in a weird headspace. Uh, I mean, who isn't these days? Yeah, it's the only headspace I can occupy nowadays, which is less than ideal, but it's all I got. <laughs> but yeah, Pixar, they're doing Toy Story something, prequel, spinoff. Who knows? That's what we're here to discuss. Because even though it's not necessarily about cars... We are just real confused about how the movie Lightyear fits into the existing Toy Story universe. And if you're going to say, well, how this is a Cars podcast, we've already said, we've already done a whole episode about how Toy Story could fit into the Cars verse. So if you're a real stickler, don't think of it as how does Lightyear fit into the Toy Story universe. Think of it as how does Lightyear fit into the Toy Story universe, which we've already fit into the Cars verse. So... There you go. Or or is it as with Toy Story another dimension on top of everything? Could be, man. It could be. The thing is <laughs> in the Toy Story movies, Buzz Lightyear is a toy. Mm-hmm. This is so important. It's the main conflict of the first movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the Lightyear trailer, Buzz Lightyear is a full man. <laughs> A full man with a full head of hair. Yeah, it's it's been a little thing he puts over his head the whole time, folks. He's got hair down there. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't like that. He's got hair on his head. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Light years got pubes. Hard-hitting journalism, we do, John. Uh, <laughs> so there's a bit of of an issue there. Not necessarily an issue, but questions are raised, and we're here to answer them. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, Lucas, uh-huh. what are some of those questions? See, the issue is, Lightyear is 
when you look at Lightyear, you see full sci-fi in the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. This is a man going to space uh, in a futuristic suit and spaceship. He meets aliens. There's a full star command. But in Toy Story, it's just like 1995. <laughs> okay. And there isn't, as far as looking at the technology that we see in Toy Story, it's just like normal minivans and like old computers and stuff. So okay, there's an issue there. What's the issue? Is it the laser? It's the laser, isn't it? Well, kind of, but <laughs> the issue is if this movie is implying, and we're not sure it is, that the Buzz Lightyear toy was based off of a real man named Buzz Lightyear, who sounds a lot like Chris Evans, then there's been some event (laughs) or something that we need to come up with to explain why there's space-age technology and and then after that, 1995 technology. Okay, okay. Seems simple enough. And I think there are lots of different ways we can go with this. One of which is a bit boring, but also what I think they're actually doing. So I kind of want to start with that one just to get it out of the way. Okay, let's do it. I think what the actual thing that they're doing with this movie is is that the toys are taking over the world. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. Is that (laughs) uh, this is a story within the story of Toy Story. I was story just one too many times, but I'm sorry. This is a story of the history of Toy Story. No. <laughs> so Woody was a real cowboy, is what you're saying. No, that's as as a matter of fact, that's almost the exact opposite of what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Within the universe of Toy Story, mm-hmm. this is a, the fictional backstory of Buzz Lightyear. This is the fictional backstory that like Andy got on the back of the box of Buzz Lightyear and they are just expanding it into a full movie. Now that might mean this is a movie like what we are seeing is just a movie with from within the Toy Story verse. Okay. Uh, Maybe this is a a gritty live action reboot of Andy's favorite cartoon and toy series uh, from when he was a child. Okay, but here are a few issues with that. There are several. One, the the people in Lightyear clearly look much better than the people in Toy Story. Yeah, but that also happens. The people in Toy Story 2 look better than the people in Toy Story, and the people in Toy Story 3 look better than the people in Toy Story 2, etc. But I would go so far as to say that the people in Lightyear look better than the people in the most recent Toy Story. I mean, probably, but Toy Story 4 got pretty close to realism. Okay. But how many of them were a super handsome man voiced by uh, Chris Evans? None to my knowledge. There was a little motorcycling Canadian toy voiced by Keanu Reeves, which is neither here nor there. I just wanted to bring him up. Okay, I understand. There are lots of real people in Toy Story 4 that we see. And 
listen, it's been a minute since I've seen that one, but like from my memory, they look comparable to the people we see in Lightyear, which I think hmm. lends credence to maybe this is a live action movie within oh. the Toy Story universe. Okay. So it's not even an animated film. It's a live action film within the Toy Story world. Yes, which to represent to us, they would, of course, have to animate. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Um, Now, here's a proposal. Yeah. What if this entire movie is another one of the very famous, their toys being played with? Yeah, I was thinking that could be absolutely it. Like, I think the beginning of Toy Story 3 is a long, weird action sequence that's really fun, where, like, uh, Ham the piggy bank is like a giant flying jet that shoots missiles, and it's like a train heist that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it it ends with it revealing that, oh, that was just in Andy's imagination the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent explanation for it. Now, what if it's Kingdom Hearts? Okay, now this, John... <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I don't know why. I know next to nothing about Kingdom Hearts besides I've watched like a few videos on YouTube thinking, I've heard this story's pretty wild, but how wild is it? It's pretty wild. So tell me how you think it ties in to the Kingdom Hearts series. All right. So in Kingdom Hearts, uh, the most recent full number game, which is, of course, three, but also it's, it's so strange. Okay, so... In Kingdom Hearts 3, you can go to Toy Story. And if you ask, what do you mean they can go to Toy Story? Then clearly you don't know enough about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, So they go to Toy Story. (laughs) And from Toy Story, uh, they, for some reason, go to a, like, toy shop that has just a magical portal into a video game. Fascinating. So in Toy Story, you go into a different world that is this strange Final Fantasy cyberpunk uh, video game where you're fighting in a giant mech that is a mech that a toy is based on in that toy store. So it connects the idea of parallel worlds and dimensions and whatnot and travel within that dimension, but it basically establishes that not only are you able to travel to different dimensions, but in the dimension of Toy Story... Yeah. Just from that, you can travel to other ones. You don't need a special ship to do it. You can just go into a TV and do that. Which, so they, since it's based, it's, since, since there are toys based off of that, it almost implies that if there is a toy, there is a universe for that toy. Okay, so let me make sure I've understood. In Kingdom Hearts 3, while you are a toy, you can go within video games. A specific video game. Okay, but we could maybe extrapolate that you could go into more than one Mm -hmm. uh, based on this ability, which makes, I mean, it doesn't make, I'm not going to sit here and be like, that makes perfect sense, but it does have a bit of internal logic to it, just from like, I don't know, what are video games if not basically toys? So it makes sense that they would have some magical property to them within the Toy Story universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe Lightyear is a video game that is just a universe that they can travel within. Maybe, maybe that'd be pretty cool. Okay, or maybe 
I got nothing. I just I wanted to connect that idea with the uh, TV show, but I, I that's even a stretch for that. The Buzz Lightyear of Star Command cartoon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I tried my hardest. I read over the wiki to like find some material for this because I don't know. Like you, I was just like I watched this a lot as a kid, and I kind of want to bring it into this discussion. And I read over it and I'm like I don't really know how to do that. So this is our part where we're saying no. We watched the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command show. We we mm-hmm. can, we just don't we don't have anything interesting to say about it. Not only is it a cartoon rather than a, a movie cartoon that's not even I don't know. It's two D, not three D. Uh, and for some reason, they've recorded, I think, the pilot episode with both the original voice actor of uh, Tim mm-hmm. Allen and also Patrick Warburton, who goes on to voice the rest of the series. Yeah, I found that out also in my tiny bit of research for this, which is, I don't know, weird. <laughs> yep. It's almost like they were saying, hey, we can afford him for an episode. We got to see if it's worth it. And then after one episode, they immediately decided, of course not. Why would that be worth it? So they got Patrick Warburton, a man with, I'm going to say it. This is factually inaccurate because, of course, it can't be objective. But a man with an objectively better voice. Yeah, I, I think Patrick Warburton's almost certainly a better voice actor. I don't know that he has a better voice for Buzz specifically. No, no, I, I said what I said, and I meant what I said. It's an objectively better voice. Full full cloth, that's it. Okay. Not even for Buzz Lightyear, period. Like, I went back and watched a few clips, and I was like, this Buzz seems pretty dumb, but that's just because Patrick Warburton was doing basically just the Kronk voice. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Maybe I just associate that with it, but that's neither here nor there. The only way I could think to tie this in uh, was I can't remember if the TV show was also a also canonically a fictional piece of media from within the Toy Story universe. But either way, I'm going to say it was and that's what the live action reboot that we are going to be watching is rebooting within the Toy Story universe. Like in the same way, every once in a while, we'll see like a live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and be like, oh, okay. This okay. used to be a cartoon from my childhood, but now they're weird, grotesque men. All right. Now I'm just going to ask you an opinion question. Opinions on this movie. Should they have given him the chin swirl? I'm going to say no. Hmm. Because the chin swirl is the exact kind of thing that you would paint as a detail on a toy to like just sort of imply like some depth and some detail there. So it makes perfect sense to be on a toy. They should maybe have made his chin more defined in a distinct way. Now he Uh, does very much have a dimple. Yeah. Right in the middle of that chin, there is of course the dent, the dot. The handsome man focal point. Yeah, then I think that's perfect. That's all we need. Uh, Like, I like it as a detail of, like, this is the exact kind of thing someone would do on an action figure. Okay. And now a much more important opinion question. Are you also mad that they didn't finish 
at the end of that trailer, they say to infinity and then that's it. Yeah, like, I think they're trying, you know, I don't actually know what, like, the point of doing that is. Like, are they trying to build hype or something? Like, we know what the end of it is. Like, yeah. we don't think that we're going to get to the movie theater and be, and they're going to say, like, and that's it. <laughs> well, how can we go beyond infinity? That makes no scientific sense. And we're astronauts. To uh, infinity. Yep. I doubt we'll reach it because that's scientifically impossible, but we'll, we'll certainly try. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It seems like a cheap thing that's trying to build hype in a very fake way. But John, I've been hiding a secret from you this whole time. Are you in the movie? You legally have to tell me if you're in the movie. I'm actually every voice besides Chris Evans, but no, <laughs> the actual thing is, is a wrench one Chris Evans himself has thrown into this whole equation. Oh, no. And again, I fully believe that the angle they are taking with this movie, if they even feel the need to explain it, which they may not, like, I don't know, they don't have to, is that it is a piece of fiction within a piece of fiction. But Chris Evans, when the first teaser trailer was dropped back in December, tweeted, after he tweeted, like, I'm so excited to be Buzz, blah, 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 blah. He replied to that tweet saying, and just to be clear, this isn't Buzz Lightyear the toy. This is the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. Now, what I think has happened is, quite frankly, Chris Evans is either misinformed <laughs> or has worded something poorly. But he still said it, and we still get to use it as evidence that this this is that Buzz Lightyear, the toy, is based off of a real human man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Possible interpretations of his words. Yeah, go ahead. There is a human being who does or has existed. On our Earth, this this reality that you and I exist in, <laughs> whom Buzz Lightyear is based off of, Perfect. and this is a movie that is for some reason a, an animated cartoon explaining his origin story, which apparently is real, and no one's ever heard of it before. <laughs> All right, so that's probably far out there. Yeah. The other one is that, of course. In the Toy Story universe, yeah, there is a real human man <laughs> who did or does exist, who is named Buzz Lightyear, who did in fact become a, a space hero. That everything we are seeing in the trailer for Lightyear, which again includes spaceships, lasers, and aliens happened before the events of Toy Story, which is very clearly set in a non-science fiction-y 1995. (laughs) So, we do have to wrestle with that. Alright. Now, what he could have meant, he could have meant that it's just, hey, in the Toy Story universe, there is a story 
yeah. about a man who is a human who goes to space. And that's yeah. probably what it is. But he didn't say that, that's did he? Boring. That's yeah, boring. And what he said is <laughs> real human. <laughs> he can't be saying real human. Oh, Chris, you can't be saying that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to divert before we talk or get into that. Yeah. Okay, so he has hair. Yes. Did you think that he had purple skin and was bald and had nubs for ears? I think, okay. I think I probably just never considered it. I don't think I thought that was his skin. I think I maybe I was surprised in seeing his hair. Mm-hmm. But uh, like half second later, I was like, oh, that makes sense. It was probably just like a cap is my genuine okay. answer. I understand why people are like, what the hell? He looks so weird. He has hair. He, he just out purple up there. Because that's what he looks like when he's a toy. See, I don't know what it is. But I was always like, well, when I was a kid, I remember having the thought, wait a minute, this probably isn't real. Like, this isn't what he is. It's almost certainly Mm -hmm. something he's wearing that's a part of the suit. So, like, all these people who are grown adults who are saying, oh, wait, he has hair, what? It's weird to me that that's a surprise. But the thing that's a surprise to even me is that Buzz Lightyear is blonde. (laughs) How did what happened to the Toy Story universe that made them a spacefaring race and now they're not? What event caused this? Okay, so the answer is, of course, the toys got scared. So they decided mm. that they were going to set humanity back, but they'd do it from the shadows. Yes. Yes. Okay, because we got to remember the toys are alive. It's so mm-hmm. important to remember. Or in this universe, all toys are living creatures. <laughs> or, even better, the toys uh-huh. weren't alive until an alien race was discovered yeah. and accidentally brought back. And that alien race decided to take over and set humanity back. Yeah, th- that was my modification I immediately thought of when you said it. But, okay, let's go. I think both of those are worth exploration. Uh, So we shouldn't just write one off and go with the other. So let's explore. It almost feels to me like uh, Mines of Moria, they dug too deep, so they were punished for it kind of situation of the toys thought this has gone too far. Man was not meant to venture to infinity, far less beyond that. So they decided to what? Enact a coup? (laughs) Take over global governments? Okay. So we've already seen uh, an example of a toy who was disgruntled with not being played with. And we've seen him do malicious things, cause harm, uh, but in an effort to get people to play with him. Because that is the goal of the toys. So perhaps what happened was humanity got really fixated on technology. They got really fixated on space travel. And the toys, they noticed this and they weren't happy about not being played with. So sneaking around, not being seen, 
what they did is they sabotaged technology. They they found ways to get rid of progress that humanity has made as a whole. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> Just because you're absolutely right in that most of the time the toys don't want to be discovered, which I would argue for the most part is a check in in their column because it means they're very good at not being discovered. So the world probably doesn't think they've done this. Uh, but if you're saying like, well, the toys wouldn't risk being seen. The toys can't move when people are looking at them. They can. We see it at the end of Toy Story, at the end of the original Toy Story, where mm-hmm. Woody and all of Sid's mutant creation toys uh, of what was just a troubled creative child, uh, but who didn't know he was torturing sentient beings, uh, absolutely scar this child for life by moving around and whatnot. So they can do it, they just choose not to. And it is deeply ingrained in them to not move on like Mm -hmm. maybe an instinctual basis. Because we do see... As proven by Buzz. Yeah, by Buzz himself, who doesn't think he's a toy, but when Andy is in the room, he still, probably out of instinct or something, goes catatonic. Mm -hmm. But all that to say, if they needed to murder a man in in front of his face, they could and probably would do it. Maybe that's the one thing that they can do to overcome that sort of evolutionary instinctual freezing is when their anger their righteous anger becomes so great that they want to punish someone as we've seen with sid all right so it is of course just the toys punishing humanity how dare we not play with them as much and this is just like this takes us down the wally path too the whole thing is, you stop playing with toys, so they, you know, cause some havoc. They break some stuff. And what does that lead to? It means people start making more toys. So they keep making more and more, more packaging, more everything. And it's all about recreation. And it's all about recreation for toys. And whenever you do something that the toys don't like, they break it. So, of course, that's going to lead to a world covered in just refuse litter and trash because that's what the toys want they want more toys and they want to be played with that makes perfect sense especially when thinking about like just how much packaging comes with the average toy like how much Mm -hmm. useless cardboard and plastic are used to sell an action figure that stuff piles up and then Mm -hmm. when it gets so bad that the planet is uninhabitable Maybe the toys have saved humanity's secret space travel technology. And maybe they put it right in front of the eyes of the right person so they can they can get a jump start on building these giant cruise ship shaped rocket ships for humanity to survive on. And when you get right down to it, what are all of the robots you see in Wally, if not really fancy toys? Yeah, and the robots are sentient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Lotso Huggin' Bear reincarnates into the ship wheel who tries to kill everybody. 
not kill everybody, but not let them go back to Earth. So that's the official stance of the chat. What if that's even more the case than we're giving it like credit for? What if the reason the world was covered in trash was because the toys came up with a plan? The plan was to get all of humanity onto one ship where they would have to play with and interact with the toys constantly. No distractions. It's just humans playing with toys. And I was making a joke about Lotso Huggin' Bears, the villain from Toy Story 3. But the last place we see him, where he ends up, is strapped to the front of a trash truck. A, what is the garbage garbage truck? Yeah, that's the normal way to call that. Strapped to the front of a garbage truck, which A, sort of ties into a journey into becoming the ship's wheel, and B, gives him plenty of time to be around trash to maybe come up with the idea to fill the world with so much trash that it becomes just impossible to deal with. So I would say, yeah, Lotso mm-hmm. hugging. Lotso... <laughs> Destroyed the world, and that led to Wally, and we've already connected Wally to cars. So that's another and, way. And how does that become living cars, you ask? Well, when you strap a toy to another <laughs> toy, when you modify your toys like Sid does, do they stop being toys? Oh, yeah. They certainly do not. Or do they just become a different toy? So if you were to strap a toy to a car... And just leave it there. Doesn't that car toy combination just kind of become a different toy? We see Forky in Toy Story 4. We know they don't have to be made in a factory. Mm -hmm. Man, yeah. I think Lotso may become one with the garbage truck. Oh, man. (laughs) Maybe even not just the garbage truck. What if Lotso becomes one with garbage? Oh, man, that's wild. You see garbage. That's Lotso. <laughs> that's a Lotso garbage. I'll say. Okay, I feel like we've explored that, quite frankly, further than I expected us to. But you, we both came up with, simultaneously, but you said it, uh, <laughs> a second theory that the toys weren't alive until after the events of Lightyear and that... Oops, Buzz Lightyear in Lightyear brings back alien parasites. (laughs) (laughs) Fall into the guise of children's playthings. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Lightyear is actually a midway point movie in between Venom and Carnage. Fascinating. I haven't seen either of them. But Buzz Lightyear and Woody the Cowboy are alien parasites discuss (laughs) well buzz lightyear the toy yes yes the toy but we do need to point out that yes buzz lightyear the man also real very real he brought back parasite basically meaning that all toys are in a way his child meaning that buzz lightyear is buzz lightyear's father But we already know, John, from Toy Story 2, that Zerg is Buzz Lightyear's father. So what that means is that Zerg 
is Buzz Lightyear. Oh, man, that's good. Just real quick. You've gotten a lot of diversion. I want one real quick. Mm-hmm. I will be deeply disappointed <laughs> if in like if there's no Zerg, Zerg, if Zerg's not in it, because man, I just want him to put a silly spaceman with a gun that fires tennis balls <laughs> in the movie and their semi-serious Buzz Lightyear origin story. Okay, now what if Buzz Lightyear's father is in it? but only as his father. And then right at the end, he goes missing. <laughs> okay. That, that's perfect. Because that means they're setting up Lightyear 2, in which a silly purple spaceman with a gun that seems to shoot tennis balls will appear. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but a silly, a silly purple spaceman with a tennis ball Gatlin gun will be the focus of the second movie. Perfect. And this does bring me to our wiki quote of the day, uh, which I'm not going to give a name this time. Give me that of the day. Okay. Uh, This time we're going over to worldofcarsdrivein.fandom.com slash wiki slash zerg. Now I'm going to read you the categories this page appears in, in... Uh, and it starts off with antagonists. Sure, makes sense. Parodies. Okay, what's going on there? World of Cars Online characters. Okay, that maybe explains a bit. Guest cameos. Okay, I'm starting to get it. And then the final one is trains. <laughs> okay, I I feel like I've missed something. <clears throat> what? Well, John, the Zerg train is Lightning Storm McQueen's arch nemesis, painted purple with yellow teeth and red windows, along with the Z emblem on each of his sides. He's based off Zerg from the Toy Story series. He is the antagonist of the Lightning Storm Space Assault minigame in the World of Cars Online. So Zerg. He's a big train, but he looks like Zerg. Zerg is a train and is in it. I can't stress enough, he's in it. He's both in it, very important, and a train. Second most important thing about this wiki entry. Okay. Now, I will point out that this wiki could have had a name, and I have just discovered what it is. So I'm going to have to ask you to... uh... Or I guess I'm going to thank you. Thank you for that Wubba Lubba Dub Dub of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Jack. I completely forgot about that. Uh, I'm going to level with you, Jack. Hey, Jack, I don't want to do Car Rick and Car Morty. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that one. We may do Spider Car. I like Spider Car more, but I don't want to do Car Rick and Morty. And we've gotten we still a little bit you. into Symbiote and Venom, so we will discuss yeah. that further at some point. We- we still very much appreciate you and all you said, Dan, and want you to send in more, but I don't want to do Car Rick and Morty. And I would be very happy to do Car Rick and Morty. Yeah, there's a car in it that's sentient, but it's a spaceship. I get it. We could. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> that's pretty much all of it uh, for the wiki quote. In a mini game in the Cars MMO, Zerg's a train. I think that's very funny. 
That is pretty great. <laughs> okay, but that does tie in the Toy Story universe, two cars in a way that, I don't know, we could call canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there Which, you go. Unfortunately, and... that is kind of the same amount of canon as Toy Story the movie exists already. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just a movie tie-in mm-hmm. for Pixar Studios. Mm, you're absolutely right. Now, you should know that the Zerg train is not on tracks. It's just flying through space indiscriminately. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah. Now is time is time for fun fact of the day. Yeah, I'm excited. Fun fact of the day. Buzz Lightyear has been voiced by many people, but uh, in official movies, until Lightyear comes out, there are two voice actors that are listed as being Buzz Lightyear. Those voice mm-hmm. actors are, of course, Tim Allen, who plays him in 1, 2, 3, and 4, and also Javier Fernandez-Pena, who, of course, plays him in 3. They switch him to Spanish mode, and he romances Jesse the Cowgirl, mm-hmm. you remember. Which does, of course, mean that they couldn't get Tim Allen to speak Spanish. I think it means they couldn't get Tim Allen to speak Spanish well. <laughs> Which, knowing what I know about Tim Allen, does not surprise me. It makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, alien parasites are the toys. Okay, John, we're doing Car Rick and Morty. Because these are the parasites from that one episode of Rick and Morty where they pretend that they've been your friends and family the whole time. It's the one with Penn Sylvester... Uh, Sleepy Gary, and the introduction of Mr. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Butthole. Mm -hmm. Yes. So these are those (laughs) those parasites. That there you go, Jack. That's that's what we're doing for Car Rick and Morty. They that it's tied into the Rick and Morty universe, and those parasites are those are now toys. Toys didn't exist in the Toy Story universe period before this but then they came and everyone was like yeah we've always had children's playthings now I think that was a suggestion about how we could tie cars into Rick and Morty too bad (laughs) we're tying Rick and Morty into Lightyear and Toy Story which we've tied into cars so it counts if we're doing a speed round I'm going to throw out there that there is an episode devoted to uh, an entire world and or universe being Cronenberg. And if it just happens to be cars instead of Cronenberg-esque monsters, that also works. Also, isn't there a bit... They go to parallel worlds where everyone is like different things like pizza or furniture and could just be cars. Yes, that isn't what I was going to say, but that is a good avenue. There is a, a tiny throwaway gag in which Rick has implanted the ability for morty to turn into a car turbo teen style Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it comes back in the uh post credits bit where he does it and like kills one of his classmates (laughs) so bada bing there are several avenues for you jack i'm i want to stress i'm not making fun of your suggestion i just quite frankly wanted to not do it (laughs) it's not say it's a bad suggestion means i just didn't want to do it (laughs) All right. But okay. So, <clears throat> Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. It's, <laughs> it's a movie about space travel. Is this a movie sure. in which 
Buzz Lightyear is like the first guy to do it? Or is it just a movie yeah. where this is already a thing and it's his first time doing it? Yeah, I wasn't able to like really figure out any major plot or conflict from the trailer. It was more just like, here's Buzz Lightyear. He is an astronaut Star Command man. Uh, he has friends. There are aliens and space travel without now, really s- seeing what they were doing. Also, yeah. just looking at this picture, this is a thing. Okay. When it says property of Star Command on his shirt, is that in mm. reference to his shirt? I hope. Or is it him? Well, I really hope it's the shirt, John. Uh, but I don't know for sure. Because that that's if the he's case. a human, he shouldn't be property. But if he's a toy, he is property. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe Star Command. It's just made a life-size to- Buzz Lightyear action figure and never told him he was a life-size action figure and they figured out that this is the way to not risk human life and send them into space it's and for that's them not who to this need is to breathe yes they've just got a sentient being who's made of plastic mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i kind of like that oh no don't make it a sex thing Hey, John, are you going to make it a sex thing? What if he's a sex doll? Come on, John. I just explicitly asked you to not do that. Why would he need to be so handsome? John. Why would he need to look so real? I'm going to veto this. Lucas, the worst part. The worst part is. Okay. No one needs to even know that he's a toy. Sure, I guess, what yeah. If, what if in the Toy Story universe, there are just sex dolls that think they're people and the really realistic looking ones, no one knows they're not humans. Which does, of course, mean that you, listener, if you're hearing this, if you're watching oh, Lightyear... No one can tell you that he's not just a sentient sex doll. You know what? I can. He's not. I take back all that stuff. The toy, it wouldn't make sense. None of it made sense. Uh, Even the stuff before it that supports John's theory. So, sorry if you liked that one. I Quite frankly, I did, but blame John. Okay. I'm pivoting <laughs> because I've just been looking on Buzz Lightyear's Pixar wiki page. Mm-hmm. I'm down in trivia, my favorite section. And it says right here, Buzz's fictional home planet is the planet of Morph. So I don't know what they're basing that on. Probably the cartoon, if I'd have to guess. What if... Buzz Lightyear is a real man who folks from the Toy Story universe have interacted with, but he is not from Andy's planet. Okay. What if Buzz Lightyear is an alien with more advanced technology than that of on, let's call it Earth, for Toy Story, 
And at some point, he, as an envoy for Star Command, made contact with them and said, Hey, I'm Buzz Lightyear. Just want to let you know, aliens are a thing. We're not going to give you any of our technology. Y'all got to get there on your own. But this is a whole thing. Y'all will get there someday. Here's a special phone to call me in case you ever need a prequel. And then he goes back up into space. And people are like, oh my gosh, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's a pop culture icon. They make action figures of him. Or. Okay. What if. All right. So what if the trailer? he came down and he was a sex doll? <laughs> what if he is an alien? And what if. Okay. So in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're back. In Kingdom Hearts, when you go into the video game, or when you're not even in the video game, you pilot other toys. You pilot toys. You pilot toys. Buzz Lightyear's a pilot. What if the people from Buzz Lightyear's world come to our world, and they're really, really, really small, and they create a, a culture on our world where they like they they start living on our world and that we just don't see them because they're too small and they start piloting toys and then eventually they get so lost in it that they forget that they're people piloting toys and it gets to a point where all toys are just toys being piloted by these tiny tiny little alien men and it all started with Buzz Lightyear. All started with Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Let's think about this. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear's so small. He's Look, he's, he's not so he's he's even smaller than the Buzz Lightyear toy, is what you're implying. You're implying sort of a what's the movie? Inside space where they go inside people. Maybe a Osmosis Jones kind of situation. But, like, even smaller because he lives inside Buzz Lightyear the toy and runs him like a machine. Yeah. Like, to him, he is a he is a, a Jaeger from Pacific Rim. Incredible. <laughs> An incredibly okay, so. strange suggestion you've made. But one I'm willing to go along with for a bit. Tiny, the tiniest Buzz Lightyear lives inside. Okay. So this movie, Lightyear, is just a movie about them at their scale. So we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't mm-hmm. even know. See, even better, it could be that they're tiny aliens. It could be that when he flies close to the sun, it shrinks him really small. That does seem to be a plot point. They're going to do like a gravity slingshot around the sun. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that so... gravity can be a spatial compression. Gravity, we just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it shrinks things. Yep. Maybe it does, you know? I don't know science. And if it doesn't, maybe it should. Maybe it should. Okay. I feel like we got one more in us, John. We got right. one more dumb theory about why Lightyear doesn't seem to fully line up with Toy Story. All right. So one more full theory. We can do this. Yeah, we can. We're professionals, ostensibly. 
bicentennial man. You're going to have to expand on that, John. All right. So maybe uh, Buzz Lightyear, the real human version that is the one that we follow throughout the films, not the other ones that show up because they're just copies. Maybe he is a small man, but he's not that small. Maybe he's just the size of a Buzz Lightyear. And he comes to our planet. And after a while, he sustains some injuries. He gets older and uh, he starts pulling a reverse Bicentennial Man. Uh, and he starts replacing his human parts with robot parts. And maybe okay. eventually he's just full on a toy. Yeah. And someone, so, some opportunistic person who works for a toy factory picks him up and he looks all over him and he's like, I can't see who made this, but this is incredible. This would do numbers. <laughs> we could mm -hmm. make a whole fictional universe about this, a video game like the one they play in Toy Story 2, etc. So he does he goes and he does some research, can't find anything about it, figures it must be, you know, some unknown toy maker is like I got to get the patent first. And he does. Mm -hmm. And he just makes a bunch of them. And they're also alive because of Toy Story rules. But the original was a biological person first. <laughs> is, is, I guess, the theory we're going out on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, why not? That works for me. Let's pick favorites. I kind of like when we do that. When we go back at the end after an episode where we've just said a bunch of nonsense and we're like, okay, but this is what we actually, each of us actually thinks is our best work. So mine would be, I really liked the toys as alien parasites. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. That was my favorite. I think that was both the funniest and the stupidest slash most world breaking and i like those a lot uh, okay so the one that i am gonna hold on to as the most amusing to me is of course that buzz lightyear is a sentient sex doll okay i could have seen this coming no one can prove me wrong uh, <laughs> um i do I like <laughs> i do like the idea of this is on earth he goes out is space adventurer and then toys get jealous and they start sabotaging humanity. Yeah, I think besides the sex doll one, which I'm going to continue to ignore, uh, I think those two were the strongest because they integrated the toys being alive the best into the, the theory. So that's that. Quite frankly, our recordings cut out several times and... I'm not going to do the math of all the stuff, so we may be ending a bit early or a bit late. So, sorry for the short and or long and or normally sized episode you're listening to, but Don't thank be you sorry for, that. for listening to it. Don't be sorry for the normal sized episode. <laughs> That's fair. Now that I think about it, you're welcome. No, thank you for listening to whatever episode future Lucas pieces together from the three separate parts, he's going to have to edit together. It won't be that bad. Don't worry about it, future Lucas. I hope you don't disagree when you hear this. But we do really appreciate you listening. Jack, I know I had some fun earlier, but big shout-outs to Jack uh, for sending us a wiki quote 
name and ideas. It was a good idea, and it did end up giving us some content, so I'm sorry I dismissed it. If you want to be like Jack and send us stuff to talk about, you can do that. You can do it by either sending us an email uh, at our email, which is thechat at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us and give us a follow on Twitter uh, at thechat. Now John's going to say his part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. Also rate and review because those things are actually, you know, like things that would help. (laughs) And, um, well, until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer and beyond.